we're back and better than ever and ready for episode two and i'm so grateful that you're here thank you for tuning into the second episode of black girlhood where we are redefining femininity and celebrating all things black girl unique i'm your host sarah sloan and whether you're listening to this in the gym in the car or in your bed i'm so grateful to have you here and we're going to dive into a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and a topic i'm very passionate about but first our ode to the bows segment we're going to highlight an amazing black owned business that i personally love and it is jha and co athleisure and First of all, y'all, I had the privilege of getting to meet her at our Market Friday here at Swimming College, which is just a great opportunity for vendors to come and students to shop. And I love it. And I got to meet her. I am obsessed with her products. You don't even understand. And personally, I live in athleisure. If you ever see me, I'm probably in some leggings and a defined jacket, if I'm being completely honest with you. So to be able to support a Black-owned business with incredible designs and very versatile styles, I always get compliments when I'm wearing her jumpsuit that I have. It's the Backless Eve jumpsuit in bourbon, and I'm obsessed with it. I get so many compliments. It's so comfortable, and it's so fitting to my body too, which I love. I'm really in between sizes and my body proportions just don't really vibe with each other but her stuff has fit me perfectly and I'm obsessed with it she's a grad of Georgia State University right down the street and it's always a beautiful thing to support black owned businesses and black owned brands so definitely go shop her Instagram is jha and co and her website is jha and company.com so go support love her love her designs shop black y'all so today we're gonna talk about the lack of representation on social media i know i don't even know where to begin social media is such an influential aspect of identity today social media has continued to be a force that young girls young black girls have wrestled to find comparison and then wrestle to find joy within themselves because of the contents of social media and i think a lot of that restlessness and that struggle and that desire stems from a place of not having enough black women on our screens and i think growing up is where that begins and i'm 18 i'm freshly 18 okay like i grew up in the age of disney channel of nick and having black women in those roles they were side characters for me growing up and you know we had zuri on disney channel and jesse and zuri was a sassy black girl with an attitude problem who everybody loved i loved zuri i wanted to be zuri living in my new york penthouse apartment with all the bows that i could possibly have but zuri was a little girl with a bad attitude and who had the comebacks of a century and then you look at you know taylor mckessie in high school musical which monique coleman incredible love her same with sky jackson but she was the smart quirky black girl in high school musical all three of them she was always the side character who was you know there for gabriella and was the relief for vanessa hudgens in the in the movies so being able to watch her and watch Zuri like I feel like if you meet me in person like that's definitely who I feel like I am is I'm a blend of the two characters that I loved the most growing up and High School Musical is still one of my comfort movies and Jesse is one of the shows that I will go and binge watch at night you know like the, those are the shows that I constantly relate back to. Black women have always been 
characterized throughout film and media and looking at black women in different colorist aspects in different viewpoints of character accommodations we've always been put into four different boxes and those boxes have always related back to sexuality side character comedic relief or a mean girl and you know you look at movies like bring it or vampire diaries or scandal that have become hit shows and hit series but have definitely put black women into a box within the media. So then, you know, I grow up, get a little bit older, and I get to middle school. And I definitely began to realize that TV black women and real life is two different things. And when I immersed myself in a friend group that was very definitely um, white, when I immersed myself in this group of girls who didn't look like me, couldn't relate to me, and really had no identification with me other than that we both kind of shared some XX chromosome, you know, and being the only black girl in that group, I couldn't brush my hair with their hairbrush. I couldn't use their powder on my face. And I realized very quickly that the white beauty standard was the only form of beauty that I had really come to know in person because I was looking at Taylor McKessie and they don't categorize Taylor McKessie as a beautiful black girl. She was a smart black girl. She was, she was a nerd. And Sky Jackson in Jesse was the young girl with sassy comebacks. So being now growing into myself in middle school, the age of adolescence and puberty, and I was realizing very quickly that I had two choices to make. And that was either to A, immerse myself in the group because I would be pretty and accepted within our school, within our population of kids, or I can go somewhere else. What do you think I did? I obviously sat there and I was like, okay, I might not be able to use my powder, but I can sit next to you at lunch. Kind of, not really, but that's another episode. Growing up in middle school and getting to high school, I was very concentrated on a white beauty standard because I knew no different. And I was an avid YouTuber watcher, but all the YouTubers I watched were white, you know? loved Alicia Marie Down. That was my girl, Meredith Foster. And it really wasn't until I got to high school and I discovered creators like Jackie Ina and the talented, beautiful, incredible Monet McMichael who gave us beautiful women of color content that is relatable and girly and inclusive. And it wasn't until I got to see these women doing the things I love, which was beauty and fashion and just girly things, things that just really make you feel and tap into your femininity, whatever that looks like for you. And I loved that. I ate it up. And I loved being able to watch Monet's videos, who just started to blow up. She's just now rising to creative stardom. And I just turned 18. So for the majority of my life, I had no exposure to Black women on social media that looked like me, that were relating to things like me that had experiences like I did until recently. And I think that's an issue that our society continues to have, but I'm thankful for, with its flaws, for TikTok being a platform where I can sit there and scroll and see women who look like me, who are doing things like me, and who are successful. And I love that. And I think if I had that in my youth, if the women around me had that in our youth, just think of how far we could be. And I think growing up, it definitely stunted my development in my identity because I was focused on comparing myself to a beauty standard that I had no objective of ever achieving. 
because there was no way that that brush was ever going to go through my hair unless I straightened it. And there was no way that that powder was ever going to go on my face and look good unless I used a lighter foundation. And it doesn't mean it was going to blend out, right? And what if I use the flash? God forbid I use the flash in a picture. So watching creators like Monet and Jackie Ina and seeing women on TikTok just be able to flourish in a space that is meant for us and in spaces that weren't meant for us that we have made our space and that we've taken over minorities and become the majority. So now that I'm getting older and I'm able to create my own content, I really want this podcast to be a voice of relatability and for us to dive into all the girly things and relate and chat and allow this to be a safe haven because I didn't have creators growing up that I looked to that looked like me and now one of my favorite creators and if she listens to this she knows I'm talking about her but one of my favorite creators probably late high school junior senior year is now one of my closest friends and a sister to me but she was part of the reason that I was able to become so firm in my identity so quickly because it's little voices of encouragement like that and creators that you can look up to that help you realize that you have a place in society and no matter who you look at who you identify with who makes you feel less than can never take that away and I want to be the creator I didn't have growing up not necessarily staying in a social media context but just being able to look up to somebody changes somebody's life because if I were to be able to go back and look at younger me in middle school sitting at that lunch table there's so much I would sit down next to her and say but I would move her first because looking at women who look like you do the things you want to do, be in places you want to be is a game changer. And experiences where you can relate is experiences where you can grow because you have a role model. And not necessarily that your role models can't be people who don't look like you, but it really does help when you have a woman who has been through the things you know, who struggle with things you struggle with and have the labels that society places on us that you do help you navigate life a little easier and help you navigate this thing we call young adulthood and adolescence and growing up. Short little episode, but I think it was really necessary. And I would love to keep this conversation going on Instagram. You can follow Black Girlhood at Black Girlhood Pod on Instagram and me at Sarah Sloan. But we're going to get into letters to my sister first. And today we have a little submission that I am so excited to read from our Instagram. So it reads... I need some sisterly advice about a boy. We've been talking for months and he still hasn't put a label on it, but I wish we had one. Everything is going good, but I feel like there must be a reason for him not giving our situation a label. Should I ask him about it or just keep things going with the flow? I want to say so many things right now. Let me think. Let me cook. If you're confused, that's your clarity. If you don't know, that's your answer. Because I think in my experiences with guys, they're very easy to read. And if you don't know, that's a no. And if that you are confused of what you are, you're confused what he thinks you are, I think you deserve better. And I think you deserve a relationship that doesn't make you question whether or not there should be a label on it. And you deserve a person who doesn't make you question whether or not they're into you like that. And at this point, your time is valuable and you have so much in you that can be spent elsewhere rather than sitting here on your screen looking at a boy who is giving you mixed signals. And I think that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn was to just walk away, to cut my, not cut my losses, but to give myself a break 
and give myself the freedom to leave because at the end of the day, you know you deserve better and you know your worth because you are beautiful and talented and smart and creative and deserve somebody who recognizes those things and says, I want to be with you. Not do you want to be with me? So I think that's my little take on that. And of course, you can always follow the pod and DM us your snippets of advice or story times and we can chat about it here in letters to my sister but that's all i have for you guys thank you for being here thanks for tuning in i'm so thankful to have you and of course i'll see you every wednesday with a new episode and again follow me follow the pod sarah sloan black girlhood and i'll see y'all in the next episode